0: welcome to daily audio bible chronological i'm jill today is the 14th day of february and you all know what that means happy love day to those that celebrate uh, this day of i guess love and some of you are like it's the worst most awful holiday i get it it's not my favorite on a day where they're supposed to say, This is my token of love. And you're like, If it can't be five carats of diamonds, which it's never been, by the way, uh, just get me a Snickers bar. I'll be good with the Snickers bar. But hey, I don't, I do not want to rain on the parade of love today. For those of you who are like, No, 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 no. We do the whole kick-kaboodle, heart pancakes with. Red syrup. I don't know what you guys do, but uh, happy love day to all of those celebrating love of my life. And we are celebrating here today. We're not really celebrating. We're in Israel. We're helping to lead the charge but i hope to find him a snickers bar somewhere uh we're continuing today in the reading leviticus chapters 5 6 and 7 and this week we are reading the contemporary english version leviticus chapter 5 if you refuse to testify in court about something you saw or know has happened you have sinned and can be punished you are guilty and unfit to worship me If you accidentally touch the dead body of any kind of unclean animal, you are guilty if you find out that you have accidentally touched anything unclean that comes from a human body. You are guilty the moment you realize that you have made a hasty promise to do something good or bad. As soon as you discover that you have committed any of these sins, you must confess what you have done. Then you must bring a female sheep or goat to me as the price for your sin. A priest will sacrifice the animal and you will be forgiven. If you are poor and cannot afford to bring an animal, you may bring two doves or two pigeons. One of these will be a sacrifice to ask my forgiveness and the other will be a sacrifice to please me. Give both birds to the priests who will offer one as a sacrifice to ask my forgiveness. He will wring its neck without tearing off its head, splatter some of its blood on one side of the bronze altar, and drain out the rest at the foot of the altar. Then he will follow the proper rules for offering the other bird as a sacrifice to please me. You will be forgiven when the priest offers these sacrifices as the price for your sin. If you are so poor that you cannot afford doves or pigeons, you may bring one kilogram of your finest flour. This is a sacrifice to ask my forgiveness, so don't sprinkle olive oil or sweet-smelling incense on it. Give the flour to a priest who will scoop up a handful and send it up in smoke together with the other offerings. This is a reminder that all of the flour belongs to me. By offering this sacrifice, the priest pays the price for any of these sins you may have committed. The priest gets to keep the rest of the flour just as he does with grain sacrifices. The Lord told Moses what the people must do to make things right when they find out they have cheated the Lord without meaning to. If this happens, you must either sacrifice a ram that has nothing wrong with it, or else pay the price of a ram with the official money used by the priests. In addition, you must pay what you owe plus a fine of 20%. Then the priest will offer the ram as a sacrifice to make things right, and you will be forgiven. If you break any of my commands without meaning to, you are still guilty and you can be punished. When you realize what you have done, You must either bring to the priest a ram that has nothing wrong with it, or else pay him for one. The priest will then offer it as a sacrifice to make things right, and you will be forgiven. The Lord told Moses what the people must do when they commit other sins against the Lord. You have sinned if you rob or cheat someone, if you keep back money or valuables left in your care, or if you find something and claim not to have it. When this happens, you must return what doesn't belong to you and pay the owner a fine of 20%. In addition, you must either bring to the priest a ram that has nothing wrong with it, or else pay him for one. The priest will then offer it as a sacrifice to make things right, and you will be forgiven for what you did wrong. The Lord told Moses to tell Aaron and his sons how to offer the daily sacrifices that are sent up in smoke to please the Lord. You must put the animal for the sacrifice on the altar in the evening, and let it stay there all night, but make sure the fire keeps burning. The next morning you will dress in your priestly clothes, including your linen underwear. Then clean away the ashes left by the sacrifices and pile them beside the altar. Change into your everyday clothes. Take the ashes outside the camp and pile them in the special place. The fire must never go out, so put wood on it each morning. After this, You are to lay an animal on the altar next to the fat that you sacrifice to ask my blessing, then send it all up in smoke to me. The altar fire must always be kept burning. It must never go out. When someone offers a sacrifice to give thanks to me, the priests from Aaron's family must bring it to the front of the bronze altar where one of them will scoop up a handful of the flour and oil together with all the incense on it. Then to show that the whole offering belongs to me, he will lay all of this on the altar and send it up in smoke with a smell that pleases me. The rest of it is to be baked without yeast and eaten by the priests in the sacred courtyard of the sacred tent. This bread is very holy just like the sacrifices for sin or the sacrifices for making things right. And I have given this part to the priests from what is offered to me on the altar." Only the men in Aaron's family are allowed to eat this bread, and they must go through a ceremony to be made holy before touching it. This law will never change. The Lord spoke to Moses and told him what sacrifices the priests must offer on the morning and evening of the day they are ordained. It is the same as the regular morning and evening sacrifices, half a kilogram of flour mixed with olive oil and cooked in a shallow pan. The bread must be crumbled into small pieces and sent up in smoke with a smell that pleases me. Each of Aaron's descendants who was ordained as a priest must perform the ceremony and make sure that the bread is completely burned on the altar. None of it may be eaten. The Lord told Moses how the priests from Aaron's family were to offer the sacrifice for sin. This sacrifice is very sacred, and the animal must be killed in my presence at the north side of the bronze altar." The priest who offers this sacrifice must eat it in the sacred courtyard of the sacred tent, and anyone or anything that touches the meat will be holy. If any of the animal's blood is splattered on the clothes of the priest, they must be washed in a holy place. If the meat was cooked in a clay pot, the pot must be destroyed, but if it was cooked in a bronze pot, the pot must be scrubbed and rinsed with water. The sacrifice is very holy, and only the priests may have any part of it. None of the meat may be eaten from the sacrifices for sin that require blood to be brought into the sacred tent. These sacrifices must be completely burned. The sacrifice to make things right is very sacred. The animal must be killed in the same place where the sacrifice to please me is killed, and the animal's blood must be splattered against the four sides of the bronze altar. Offer all of the animal's fat, including the fat on its tail and on its insides, as well as the lower part of the liver and the two kidneys with their fat. One of the priests will lay these pieces on the altar and send them up in smoke to me. This sacrifice for making things right is very holy. Only the priests may eat it, and they must eat it in a holy place. The ceremony for this sacrifice and the one for sin are the same, and the meat may be eaten only by the priest who performs the ceremony of forgiveness." In fact, the priest who offers a sacrifice to please me may keep the skin of the animal, just as he may eat the bread from a sacrifice to give thanks to me. All other grain sacrifices with or without olive oil in them are to be divided equally among the priests of Aaron's family. Here are the instructions for offering a sacrifice to ask my blessing. If you offer it to give thanks, you must offer some bread together with it. Use the finest flour to make three kinds of bread without yeast, two in the form of loaves mixed with olive oil and one in the form of thin wafers brushed with oil. You must also make some bread with yeast. Give me one loaf or wafer from each of these four kinds of bread, after which they will belong to the priest who splattered the blood against the bronze altar. When you offer an animal to ask a blessing from me or to thank me, The meat belongs to you, but it must be eaten the same day. It is different with the sacrifices you offer when you make me a promise or voluntarily give me something. The meat from those sacrifices may be kept and eaten the next day, but any that is left over must be destroyed. If you eat any of it after the second day, your sacrifice will be useless and unacceptable, and you will be both disgusting and guilty. Don't eat any of the meat that has touched something unclean. Instead, burn it. The rest of the meat may be eaten by anyone who is clean and acceptable to me. But don't eat any of this meat if you have become unclean by touching something unclean from a human or an animal or from any other creature. If you do, you will no longer belong to the community of Israel. The Lord told Moses to say to the people, Don't eat the fat of cattle, Sheep or goats, if one of your animals dies or is killed by some wild animal, you may do anything with its fat except eat it. If you eat the fat of an animal that can be used as a sacrifice to me, you will no longer belong to the community of Israel. And no matter where you live, you must not eat the blood of any bird or animal, or you will no longer belong to the community of Israel. The Lord also told Moses to say to the people of Israel, If you want to offer a sacrifice to ask my blessing, you must bring the part to be burned and lay it on the bronze altar. But you must first lift up the choice ribs with their fat to show that the offering is dedicated to me. A priest from Aaron's family will then send the fat up in smoke, but the ribs belong to the priests. The upper joint of the right hind leg is for the priest who offers the blood and the fat of the animal. I have decided that the people of Israel must always give the choice ribs and the upper joint of the right hind leg to Aaron's descendants who have been ordained as priests to serve me. This law will never change. I am the Lord. These are the ceremonies for sacrifices to please the Lord, to give him thanks, and to ask for his blessing or his forgiveness, as well as the ceremonies for those sacrifices that demand a payment and for the sacrifices that are offered when priests are ordained. While Moses and the people of Israel were in the desert at Mount Sinai, the Lord commanded them to start offering these sacrifices. Okay, real quick, just again to remind us and keep this at the forefront of our awareness so that we don't lose sight and get lost in... Uh, the sacrifice and, and just think that God is really greedy for animals to to die in his name and in his honor remember this is an atonement for sin this is a price for the forgiveness of sin it is tedious work intentional work strenuous work so that the people that God created for himself to be set apart would perhaps remember the process to which they had to come and offer him sacrifice in order to be forgiven so that perhaps they would not do it again. And I guess if you do these things enough times, You'd remember real quick. So you would think, right? Look at our own lives. How many times do we struggle with the same things? And that's not to bring shame or condemnation, but to find an element of relatability. To go, oh, yes, I usually don't think about it till afterwards and go, man, I wish I didn't do that. Or we do consciously premeditate the whole scenario knowing man I'm gonna feel so bad afterwards but I'm still gonna do it because I want that instant gratification we will compromise our morals to satisfy our desires oof ouch mm, that hurts but it's true and if we want to go just a little bit deeper there Instant gratification can have very long-term consequences on our lives. And we so quickly want to blame anybody else or anything else except for our own need to fulfill our desires. And here's the thing. God knows this. So what we are seeing is the children of Israel People being called and set apart for a greater purpose to remember the cost of sin, the cost of desires being satisfied. And so thank God we don't have to go kill a bull and put it on an altar and burn the fat and all of those things. But maybe we could today just consider what is it? That my own selfish desires that I satisfy, what are those things keeping me from? Are they keeping me from relationships? Are they keeping me from dreams? Are they keeping me from relationship with God because I am so shamed by my behavior that I feel unworthy to come into his presence where forgiveness is eminent, where I have access to him, but my shame is keeping me away. Even though he extends an invitation to come to him where he, he will forgive us. So perhaps that's a question we can sit with today. Father, we thank you for the progression of humanity. Thank you for the progression of the world coming forward Thank you that you redeem all things and you make all things new. And so while we hear these rituals and these laws that you created for a people to be set apart and holy and yours, I pray that we would consider the weight of our own sin that is costing us each something. And while we know that there is nothing that we can do that would separate us from your love we know that our sin can sure keep us out of intimacy with you and in other important relationships in our lives intimacy is what you long for with us and so I pray Father as we hear these words today that we would pause and consider what are the things that you detest what are the things that are not pleasing to the heart of God What things would you ask us to surrender and lay at the altar of sacrifice in our own lives so that nothing, nothing could come between us? And I pray in these moments, even here right now, Father, that the Holy Spirit would convict our hearts and just bring to our awareness those things that we may be blind to, that we may just be completely unaware of and then there's things that we know exactly what we need to give up and it just can be so hard and so we ask for the helper the comforter the holy spirit to come and help us Guide us into all truth, direct us, turn us around in the opposite direction and go a different way than what the patterns and the cycles and years of habit or our own rituals that we've created in our lives that are completely unhealthy to our spiritual beings. We surrender them here to you now. And may they burn. May they burn up and may that smell be a pleasing aroma to you of the things that we have given death to in our lives in order to embrace intimacy with you, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today was one of my absolute favorite days on the pilgrimage overall. Uh, Today started at the Mount of Beatitudes, and this was Jesus' famous teachings, very harsh words from Jesus, but very poignant words from Jesus, and, and perhaps they're not famous enough for a lot of reasons. Uh, mainly just because I don't hear very many people talk about them as much as we could or should because of the punch that the words pack, but uh what a moving experience just listening to them. I closed my eyes, I looked out over the water, and just envisioned the crowd that would be receiving these words from Jesus and it was just a sweet moment Ezekiel uh, got up and read the Beatitudes specifically with Brian just to hear them read through the voice and the spirit of a child Uh, that was so beautiful we did have an incredibly beautiful day today Uh, from there we went to Peter's Primacy and this is a place where I have been wrecked repeated times for a variety of reasons uh, mainly because I love the water so much the water was so calm uh, but it particularly glistens and dances at this place or or maybe it just does to me I don't know Um, but an important passage from the book of John is read here and this is after the ascension of Jesus. And he reappears to his disciples after they have fished all night. And he yells to them from the bank, cast your net on the other side. And you would think, you know, after fishing all night, what what is just the other side of the boat going to do? But they did, even though they didn't recognize his voice. But after he tells them this they know who he is because this is not the first time they've heard him say this and they do so and as they do so and pull all of the fish that they've now caught out jesus has already prepared breakfast for them and it's maybe not a real big deal to you but the humanity of jesus cooking breakfast for his disciples It just, it wrecks me. It wrecks me with the thought, I guess maybe because I love to cook. I love to feed people good food in my home and and the Bible feeds us spiritually in itself. So I believe that's covered. So I think it's just something that speaks to my heart and to think that Jesus, both fully God and fully man, cooked a meal for his disciples and then there's the exchange that he has with peter who before his death denied jesus denied his friend three times and then we see the redemption and jesus asking peter three different times in different ways peter do you love me and peter's response lord you know all things you know i love you and jesus tells him if you love him feed my sheep man I just it does something inside of me that I can't describe obviously but um knowing in other stories that Jesus leaves the 99 to find the one that wanders that got away that gets away that strays away because I think at some point in our lives we're all the one and instead of discarding them, instead of writing them off, which we so often do, Jesus asks him, if you love me, feed them. Feed the wandering, feed the, the one that gets lost, feed them. And what I hear is, maybe if you feed them, they'll come home. And I don't know, I, I, I could go on and on and on, but that place... Undoubtedly, it got me again today and just uh, it's so beautiful (laughs) and it's not even mind-blowingly beautiful. It's simple and I guess I just find in its most simple true form sheer beauty. And then we wandered around Capernaum, uh, which has some beautiful ancient ruins there uh, had a lovely lunch, at a, a new place we have never been to, and uh, newly opened, just fabulous all the way around. And then we did the boat ride in the Sea of Galilee, on the Sea of Galilee. Uh, you know, and I tried so hard to not like the boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, because if you ask everybody, what's the one place that stands out to you? It's the boat ride. On the Sea of Galilee, but I I couldn't beat them, so I joined them. It is just I, I can't even put it into words. The peace, the stillness in the day, and I, I understand it's not always like this. There's just really not adequate words. Uh, again, I mean I am a water person where the water just speaks to me, but. The beauty of the day the sun streaming down on the water where it just glistened and danced and to think of jesus calling peter out on the water to think of the storms that blew up and how terribly afraid the disciples were and jesus calming the storms event after event after event taking place somewhere on this beautiful sea which is actually a lake I learned Um, but we just had a time of worship on the way out to the middle of the sea and then Brian asks them to turn the motor of the boat off and we as a group collectively of close to a hundred people experience just five minutes of peace five minutes of silence five minutes of serenity and boy five minutes of silence can feel like an eternity but when we think of how often we practice silence we practice peace we practice serenity we realize boy we've got some work to do in this department um, but we did, we did it as a group, and again, it's just a place that I'm no good. <laughs> I am no good in trying to keep it together. Um, it was important to me to have songs worship in that place that reflect, sing of, tell of the glory and the goodness of God and not a song asking or reminding God what he's supposed to or what he should or what he can do for us. And so that was my intention and I tell you, I think it shifts the perspective when we reflect, when we think on, when we worship, when we speak of God is and the relationship is not centered around what he should can or absolutely is going to do for us we can declare the faithfulness of God but the faithfulness of God is not contingent on us getting what we feel we're owed or Expecting or believing for the faithfulness of God is He's faithful even when we don't get what we want, trusting in the one who knows better all the way around. And so that was our focus today. Uh, it was a beautiful time together. And then we ended lastly at the Valley of the Dubs, and we just took a moment. In this valley looking up at these beautiful cliffs rugged weathered strong and powerful standing high above us and we literally just took a moment to breathe uh ezekiel joined brian again and taught us the breathing prayer that they learned together during a very anxious time in ezekiel's life and we did it together to take a moment of intentionality of leaving the wilderness leaving the serenity and the peace and the calm of the sea as we head into jerusalem which will be it'll be uh, chaotic it'll be loud it will be busy And it will be nothing like what we've just experienced. And so we took a pause of intentionality and ended our day. And it was a great day all the way around. The weather, again, beautiful food, amazing experiences, poignant. And this was day eight. So we are heading into the second week of our pilgrimage Full days, full hearts, full bellies, tired bodies, and we just can't thank you enough for your prayers that are sustaining us. Truly, we are so grateful, and please do not stop now. <laughs> we are still in this, and we are in the thick of this, and we need to finish well, so I thank you. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, we thank you so much for your partnership. If you're giving by mail, D A B P O Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. I just was trying to think of my address in Israel. <laughs> uh that's how tired I am. And I was trying to figure out why I couldn't remember it back home in Spring Hill Tennessee there we go or uh, you can hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner of your mobile app lastly look for the give icon on the website if you need prayer if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in for prayer you can do so several different ways for you to do that 800-583-2164 once again utilizing your mobile app Hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner of your mobile device. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Turn your wheel to submit, or after submit, turn the wheel to chronological. There we go, and it will get to the right place. We are going to turn the page together tomorrow and come to you in the continuation of our pilgrimage from Israel. And we're going to turn the page together on the Word of God, Just what we do every day until we get through the Bible together in a year. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another.
1: Hello, DABC family. This is Dawn from Ohio. Um, This is my second year through the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. My first year was last year, and I found it to be awesome, such a blessing. And um, so I begin my second year, and I look forward to God revealing Himself uh, more and more to me through the power of the Holy Spirit, um, and I'm just so grateful for this ministry. And I just wanted to come on today just to give a quick um, praise, um, and this is in regards to lots of prayer requests that come in about our prodigal children. Um, I've called in about my own prodigal children, my son Matthew and my daughter Ashley, um, who are both prodigals, but um, Family, I see God moving in their lives. Um, I see changes happening. And I see um, veils being lifted and scales being lifted off of them, Lord Jesus. And I'm just so grateful. And I just wanna come on and say thank you so much for everybody who's been praying for my children and for all the prodigal children out there. And I know for many of us, um, including myself, it is a long journey. But I'm so thankful that God allowed me to see just a peek of what he's doing. And I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. And uh, continue to pray for all of our prodigal children. Heavenly Father, I thank you and praise you, God, for your love for our children. And I am so grateful, Jesus, that I know that you're going to bring them home. And I declare that in the power, in the name of Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Love you all very much. (laughs) My second year
2: with Dab C. And my fourth year with Brian. And my second year with Ezekiel. And I just want to tell everybody, hello, happy new year. And ask that you guys would pray for the senior class of 2023. These babies are taking ACT tests on February the 11th. And I just want everybody to pray, pray for them that they score high scores, and they get grants to go to college. And I'm also asking you guys to pray for my brother, Derek. He has a court-appointed attorney, and they know um, that he's incarcerated on false charges of retaliation. And you guys it's just really, really sad. So I ask that you guys will pray for Derek that on March the 6th, all these charges be dropped, thrown out, and he get to come home to his six children and just pray for a supernatural miracle over him. It's just so sad that he's going through what he's going through. But my brother's not innocent as well because he has wished so much hate and just even this evenness on—not just me, but our mother too—but still, I don't hold grudges. I'm still—I will pray for the devil, but please pray for my brother and my son Trayvon for this ACT test in his senior class. And I just thank you guys in advance. Thank you, C family. Hello, my DABC family. This is Chicago Peg calling
3: in specifically for Alaska mom. And he, he had called the custom prayer for your husband and that it's been oh gosh, over half a year. Anyway, since last year you've been working on getting the Medicare Part B and you're asking for prayer specifically for that and in help in getting more neurologic the neural neurology i couldn't say that word help in getting appointments and should you have surgery and you need a second opinion for all these things we lift up for you and with you alaska mom praying for you and for your husband praying for God's wisdom discernment and everything what should you do and what shouldn't you do and when and how all these details our God is a God of details as you know and so we are lifting in prayer together with you in the wonderful amazing name of Jesus whom we love so please call back with our phrase reports I look forward to sharing from you Alaska Mom and thank you for your call I so resonate with that because I also need help in specifically with medicare Uh, just i need help um but this call is not about me it's about you so let us pray together and lift each other up in jesus name amen and amen and always remember as we breathe in his grace let us breathe out his praise in jesus name hallelujah (laughs) talk to you in chicago peg signing off
4: dearest papa This morning we're bringing to you Pam from Utah and her son Scott. Scott has a variety of issues from Marfan syndrome to being on the spectrum to needing heart surgery. This is a lot and he doesn't entirely understand what the heart surgery is about. Please give him comfort as he goes forward with the heart surgery. Please give Pam strength and the wisdom to know um, how to be there for her son. I know she's been a mom for 34 years. I've been a mom for 34 years. Uh, but you never um, totally know exactly. It's it's a learning process as you go. So please be with Pam and give her the wisdom and the strength to be there for Scott and to best comfort him in this situation. Please heal his heart and make the recovery process from the surgery as minimal as possible and so that you can get back to his life, Lord. And please, please heal the Marfan syndrome. I it's a difficult disorder. And the being on the spectrum itself is not is not the end of the world, but please help him to cope with the world. We thank you so much, dearest Papa. We love you so much. You're you are outrageously faithful and we bless you and we love you. Pam, this is your friend Adrian from Maryland. Here's Mighty Tortoise.